Welcome to the Let's Talk Money and More podcast with me, Leslie Thomas. The aim of the podcast is to get us all talking about money more. Talking about money is still considered to be a taboo. We don't talk about money enough. Women don't talk about money enough. And that needs to stop. In this podcast, my guests and I talk about money, mindset, and how to turn around limiting beliefs, allowing you to develop a healthy, wealthy money mindset. Our relationship with money doesn't just affect our finances, but impacts every aspect of our business. And most of all, our own sense of self-value and self-worth. By mastering your mindset, you can in turn master the money you make in your business. Welcome to the latest episode of Let's Talk Money and More with me, Leslie Thomas. Today's episode is another fantastic guest episode. I'd like to introduce you to Louisa Yovanovich. Louisa is the founder of the Connect with Source, co-author of two best-selling books and proud mum of two great teenagers. After many years in the beauty industry as a hairdresser in high-end salons, she experienced firsthand the constant comparatonitis and lack of faith in their own expertise that was happening at all levels in the industry, right up through the ranks of salon owner. This lack of confidence and not owning their self-worth affected their earning capacity and quality of life, and Louisa was no different. But she knew that something had to change. Louisa became certified to teach the Clarity Catalyst Programme, a transformational course for self-discovery that is based on a Stanford University master's degree programme. Louisa now works with entrepreneurs and business owners to help them identify their blind spots and break through their limiting beliefs so that they can access a life and business they've only dreamed of. Welcome to the podcast, Louisa. It's absolutely brilliant to have you here today. Thank you so much, Leslie. It's such an honor to be here. I so appreciate this. Thank you. So I'm going to ask you the same question I ask all my guests. What is your money story? Do you know how much I love that question? I have spent my entire life walking through life going, mental note. And then I made a moment of like, this is something I took in. And then I said, mental note. And I remember being at home while I was a teenager and I just didn't feel really well. And I went to work and I actually felt great. And I thought, mental note, you like being around people and you like making money. And I remember my grandfather when I was little saying, I love giving you money because you always give it back to me. And I made up that being responsible around money was very important and that I would have freedom and power and love if I was responsible around money. So it was very important to me to have security, to have money, to have responsibility. And um, I knew how freedom came from money. My mom was always very secure and practical around money. My dad was a visionary and really entrepreneur. So my mom used to say to me, thank God I could keep your dad straight because if it was up to him, he would just go and 
try all these things and we would never have what we have because your dad just is like throwing himself at opportunities and businesses, but he has no idea what he's doing. And thank God for my structure and for my beingness, well, not in those words, that I have kept this safe. So I was raised thinking you have to be practical and very, very strategic around money. As I grew up and as I started to do this work, I realized my dad was actually brilliant and it was okay that he didn't know what he was doing. And the fact that he was exploring and trying and creative would have actually worked sooner or later. Maybe it wouldn't have in every area, but it absolutely would have. So money story has changed throughout the years because I really thought my mom's way was the right way as I grew up. And I saw things play out. Um, I realized my dad was actually amazing. And I have a lot more of my dad in me. And my mom was a learned behavior because I'm a visionary. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm very creative and I'm very um, driven. And which doesn't come with security and confinement. It doesn't come with um, structure. It doesn't come with well, this is safe. And then I realized safety wasn't actually real. There was no safety. Everybody that I thought had they kept it safe, they wouldn't have taken risks. They were taking, they were taking a bigger risk. Absolutely. And funnily enough, I wrote a post about this yesterday on LinkedIn, which was along the lines of the greatest risk is taking no risk. So, you know, it's interesting timing that, you know, that you say that. How did you balance out the different perspectives that your your mum and dad had in their approach to life? I played out my mother in my marriage. It got me divorced. (laughs) And it was not working. I can't, you know, I remember clear as day. Uh, I wasn't married at the time. I was engaged to be married. And my ex-husband was standing in the line at Abercrombie, which is not an expensive store at all. And I asked him how much was what he was holding to pay. And he said, I don't know. And I thought, what? You're standing in line to pay for something that you don't even know what it costs. You didn't look at it first before you even touched it. And I was appalled. I truly was like, my heart sank. I went into complete utter fear that this person that I was choosing to be in my life wasn't safe. Because he didn't look at the price. And now realistically, it's Abercrombie. How much could it be? It's not like it's Gucci. It's not like it's Louis Vuitton. It's Abercrombie. So at the most, a few hundred. But I, my step, I, I, I couldn't even understand the concept of that. And I had no idea I was living in scarcity mentality. And everything was, and then the, the I really love this part where my mom would take buckets and put it in the shower. And so the cold water that would run out before um, you take a shower, she would save that water to go water her plants or clean her floors because she couldn't imagine like throwing out and wasting water. But she had the worst back and, and, and it would kill her back to carry all these heavy back buckets. So the amount of money she was spending in healing her back was way worse than the water she was saving to, to water her plants. And now it was, there were so many backwards things. And I thought, wow, how are we not noticing all of the things that made no sense? Yeah. But yet the drive, the drive, the insane drive of having to do it specifically to pretend to save money and to have it make sense 
Wow. And were you aware of the the way that your mum managed that? So, yes, she was saving water or utilising what would have been wasted water, but actually it was potentially at the cost of her health at that time. Were you aware of that? This was only recently. So, yes, I was absolutely aware of the insanity of it. And then I started to see it in my life because I was so judgmental of her. I thought, where is this playing out in my life? What was I doing? Because I would go to a grocery store and buy the cheaper cereal or the cheaper product because it was two for one versus, but like at the price that I was paying, I really could have just had the one I wanted, but I would get two for one and then not like what I was having. And it didn't occur to me until I realized how much I was judging everyone else and the the choices that they were doing, making, especially my parents. And then I saw how I was doing it just in different ways and not noticing it. And when, when and what caused that realization for you? As I was ruining my marriage, I, I just kept judging him for being able to get what he wanted and me pretending to do it for the greater good. <laughs> and what was the, the point at which you decided to change that, that, that behavior? When I went into leadership work, and really started to work on my mindset and my freedom and energy around mindset. I really, you know, when I pay my bills, I say I bless it and I release it. And I hope it comes back to me multiplied abundantly. When I see somebody who has extraordinary things, I mean, I've always been this way in the sense of like, I love seeing beautiful people in love. I love seeing really abundant, happy people, because I love blessing them with all my heart, knowing if they could do it, I could do it. If, if somebody, if it exists, it's possible. And so then I thought, wow, I get to actually let go of fear and trust that it's possible and take that in and know that if someone could choose to have a Louis Vuitton, so can I. If someone could choose, you know, I would buy three cheap shirts And then I would have nothing to wear because it's not what I wanted. So I really learned that I get to buy the one shirt and and enjoy wearing it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, you know, I think for lots of people, they very often will revert back to a type, a type that is more likened to their parents' behavior around spending money, saving money, investing money or not investing money, and then start to realize, well, actually, it's not serving me. It's not, it's not who I want to be. It's not satisfying me. And it's not creating that version of me that I am comfortable with. And it sounds to me that that's exactly what happened to you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I'm so grateful I got it in my life because I realized I was, you know, I've been exploring this question a lot because I have two children and I don't want to impose my scarcity mentality onto my children. I want them to feel abundance. I want them to know that everything is possible. And then there is that flip of where does responsibility and um, awareness come in? Because if I act like everything's open and possible, where do they get to learn responsibility and um integrity around money. So it's still a a lot of questions to explore because 
I know I'm responsible to raising children. And if I say everything is possible, am I doing a disservice? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I get that. And I, you know, I, I have the same questions I ask, you know, myself with regards to my children. I want them to know everything is possible for them. But at the same time, it is to ensure that they know they can't just come to mum and dad and everything is given to them because there's going to be a great shock at some point in their life when they are required to be independent, when I will have, my husband and I will have possibly created dependency, not independency. And I think that too comes back to something that you and I have spoken about before in terms of, you know, money archetypes and a nurturer archetype, and and a mum tends to have a nurturing role, we can want to give our children, those people we love, everything that they want. But actually, we're not creating independent relationships. We're creating dependent relationships, which is the last thing that we actually proactively want to do. So it is having that awareness. How do you manage that with your children? I try to teach them as much as I can because I realize they're listening to everything I'm saying and doing. So I remember Clearest Day, my daughter was very young. She wanted um, these gymnastics bars. I think she was around seven years old and they were around $700. And I said, you are welcome to earn this. And I knew it was going to take a while to earn $700 for a seven-year-old to get these gymnastics bars. So I was willing to do $25 a day to a day, not a week for, for a seven-year-old. And then I thought, and which we did it for a couple of days of like, if you do this, then you get $25. If you could do this, you get $25. On the fifth or sixth day, she didn't want the gymnastics bars anymore. She literally thought it's not worth it for me to do the work to get $25. And I did a huge disservice to her because I ended up buying the bars because I really wanted her to have it for gymnastics. And then it was useless. She didn't want it any longer. And then it was whatever. So I thought, I don't know how I'm going to structure this because if I do $25 a day, I can't keep that up. And they're going to just feel entitled to $25 a day. Then how do you take it back to $20 a week for um, an allowance? Because if you do something, then you get to keep it up. And so I'm constantly trying new things. And what I've done now is if they do chores around the house and they're really, really responsible, they get $20 a week. If they add doing mindset work and listening to audibles of mindset work, I give them another $20 a week. That's just an extra bonus. And I have heard my children use words like, that's a very fixed mindset. I have heard my son say, that's an interesting paradigm. So, and they're both very young. And I feel like they're absorbing some of the work I'm doing. And I've also realized, you know, you could love your children till, till the sky, could, you know, turns a different color. Even then they'll find something to be like, my parents screwed up because. So we get to do the very best we can and knowing that everyone came into this world with their own journey, with their own stuff that they are going to take in that they're going to work through being, I've seen some of the most remarkable parents have their children say, you screwed this up. So 
I get to trust in the process and know that I get to take care of me, grow and learn and be the best person I can be and how they absorb that and how they take that on and what they make it mean is their journey. And I love the fact that you, you know, encourage your children to listen to, you know, mindset things, things that are going to feed their mindset. And when I say encourage, I do mean bribe, because we do know with children, it does come down to bribery, because that, that carrot and stick mentality definitely does work. And the fact that they are now feeding that back to you and how in, in what they're saying does show that it's having a good effect on them. Yes, I love it so very much because at the end of the day, whatever they're hearing around the house is really what they're going to be and, and how whatever they're making it mean is the thoughts that they will have later. And I didn't realize how much of my mom's conversations played in my head forever. And I do have to say, I'm so grateful because my house is peaceful. My children are peaceful. We don't argue. We don't fight. We communicate. They are my greatest teachers. Um, my daughter is amazing. My son is just, I, they really are my greatest teachers. I love having to step into my own power and really be responsible for myself because I get to do it showing up for them. Yeah. And I think the results are showing because we really have a beautiful home yeah. and I'm grateful to live in this space with them. Yeah. Which is amazing. Yeah, that is amazing. And it's good that your children are taking, you know, that on board because, you know, with my children, they they definitely understand the importance of speaking to yourself as though you were and are your own best friend. And that that inner critic can be your worst enemy if you allow it to be. But I'm not I'm not allowed so much to encourage them just to kind of talk about mindset and they certainly I don't think would be necessarily looking to read up or listen to it because I think they probably feel like enough of it from me but I think I might try try the approach of saying well I'm going to give you a little bit more pocket money if you go and listen to x y and z so I'm definitely going to take that particular uh, example on board. I love that I've actually shared this a few times one of the things that I You know, I remember taking my daughter to therapy and it was $240. And I thought, wow, that's really, really expensive. And then I got this amazing idea that if she were to read an entire book and actually write about it, I could actually give her the $240 and it would inspire her. And and I thought one therapy session of let's talk about things and let's, you know, which I do not put down therapy. I think it's fantastic. And it really has its own purpose because talking and experiencing is very valuable. But on a weekly session, it gets very expensive for a single mom, at least for me. So if I could, I thought if, and and I have been doing this my entire life, like ding, 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 what makes sense? How could I play this? If I gave her the $240 to read a book and write about it, how extraordinary would she feel about what she's receiving and how fantastic it would be for me to know that she read that book. And so it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, that's amazing. Absolutely amazing. How far do you feel you have come in terms of your relationship with money, your money story? How far removed is it from the one that was given to you by your parents? Night and day. 
night and day. I am so grateful for the work I've done. I'm so grateful for the curiosity I've had around really creating my own story. And the one that I still am curious about because they say, oh, you should study um, financial literacy and, and study how to invest. So, and then there is all this information about there being misinformation and not having people tell you the exact truth on what to do. So I'm in that space of curiosity because I am very open and don't have the scarcity mentality anymore. I am so grateful for where I'm at, but now I'm in the space of how do I build and how do I grow and how do I invest and where do I go with, I know I can make it. I am making it. I'm very grateful for where I'm at. How do I then take the next step is the new space I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. And that, you know, that is something I think is, you know, it's very, very typical of, of women in particular, but men I'm sure as well, who have had to work on their relationship with money. So that relationship's not been where they want it to be, but when they've got it into a good place, they then realize that the options for how you make money, how you spend money, how you invest money has significantly moved on in the same way technology has moved on. And that's why, you know, I founded the Money Confidence Academy because I want the women that I work with to be able to have a place to go where they say, okay, I am now ready to spend money. I'm ready to invest money. But who do I turn to? Now, what, what is this thing, cryptocurrency? What is Ethereum? What is Bitcoin? Should I be investing in these types of things? Should I be only looking at traditional investments, ISAs, pensions? Should I be looking at investing in whiskey, wine? Should I be investing in property? And I think what you said there in terms of, you know, there's so much misinformation out there. Who do you trust and how do you know that they are putting your reasons for investing, the requirements that you have as far as your life plan is concerned? Are they putting that at the forefront of their recommendations? And I think being able to be a part of what I'm doing is, is pulling together trusted advisors to simply provide information, not to sell, not to broker, but just to allow people to sit, to absorb all the different options, to allow it to percolate rather than come from a position of FOMO, you know, with Bitcoin, you know, there's only, and I didn't, I only knew this recently, there's only 21 million Bitcoin that can be, ever be, be mined and are already up to, I think, 20 million. So there's already that FOMO there for some people. Oh, quick, I've got to get some Bitcoin before it runs out, rather than understanding actually what all that means and there is no need to have that level of FOMO. It's about equipping yourself with the right, the right amount of information, its relevancy to you and your investment plans, and then being able to make a decision who you want to go with for that investment. 
So I think, you know, what, what you've said there is really, really pertinent for so many people, particularly when a little bit like we were talking earlier before we started recording about technology, you know, we can, as we get older, start to feel as though, you know, we could fall behind if we don't keep up with technology, if we don't keep up with the investment options, but being able to have the right environment to have those conversations, who to have those conversations with, can be really, really tricky. Absolutely. Absolutely. And one of the things I hear all the time is you get to be educated and not just hand over your financial experience to someone else and just trust that it's going to be fine. And kind of a double-edged sword for me because when someone comes to me for coaching or a haircut, I'm not expecting them to know what they need to know before they trust me to and hire me. So, you know, with my CPA or my financial information, I feel like we're being told you get to learn it all in order to then allow someone in your space to help you. And I thought, well, that's, that's really hard because it's not an area that comes naturally to me. But the, what I have been having fun with is I met a, an incredible 17-year-old who's been very generous with his time and education. So I put a children's mastermind together and he's been teaching all the kids about crypto and um, NFTs and all of this amazing stuff that, of course, I had no idea about. And putting the group together, I get to sit in the room and listen. And I have learned so much, but I thought how fascinating, it's, it, along with knowing that I'm saving money for my children to go to college, I am giving them these tools of education for themselves. So they get to also have things that support them financially without, you know, I have no idea what college is going to look like and how, if I'm going to have saved enough time they go, but I can give them the tools to make their own money along the way. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny that my, he was then 15, my, my now 16 year old, about a month before his 16th birthday, he gave me a masterclass in cryptocurrency. <laughs> I love that. Uh, but isn't it funny how it, it is the younger generation that have really, and apparently it's because a lot, a lot of this cryptocurrency is akin to how they play Minecraft and the like. So therefore, when we thought they were possibly, you know, wasting their time on their Xbox, their PlayStation, actually, no, they were educating themselves as far as the next form of financial currency is concerned. Exactly, exactly. And I think that they're so capable because of how their brain is structured and where they're at. And they don't have to unlearn things. They're actually learning it the way it's showing up for them right now. And so giving them the access to making their own money in putting their life forward is so, according to me, so much more powerful right now than me figuring out how I'm going to save it for them. So in Encouraging them to know that they can actually do it inspires me. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. What would you say now to your younger self? Mm, I love that question. Trust, trust, trust that you're always exactly where you need to be. And there is no right or wrong way to do it. 
I remember always feeling like I was watching the right way to do it. And I thought, you know, if I did it right and I was really responsible, I saved all my money and I um, put a down payment, bought a house and did all of the right things, I would be in the right place. And it did work. But I also saw people who didn't save any money and just the timing in the market worked out for them where they got to buy a house with nothing down and the interest rates were really low and everything aligned for that too. So there's no right or wrong way to do it. It's just being aware of opportunities and trusting where you're at and being open. I did not know that if I looked outside the box, there were so many more opportunities than just the right way that the conditioned way of doing it. Yeah, and I think that's really, really true. So what is your philosophy now when it comes to your relationship with money? Just keep being open and trusting and knowing that there's so many things outside of my awareness that I'm not aware yet and pulling in energetically and what's possible, really looking way outside of my box for opportunities and moments, knowing that there's so many things I don't know that create possibilities and that creates an amazing amount of abundance that I know is going to come in. And I, I really, really have remarkable trust in it. And I love what you said earlier on with regards to staying curious, but also staying informed, not giving over your financial responsibility, your financial education. Don't hand that over to somebody else, to something else to manage on your behalf to stay curious to, to it, to continue to educate yourself. Because with education comes power and comes empowerment, empowerment of ourselves. And I think that is a really, really crucial thing for us to, to really stay focused on, that by being curious, by continuing to be curious, to not be fearful of what is out there by believing we are where we are meant to be that is putting us in a position of being more financially secure rather than less financially secure yes one million percent i truly and it does it builds on itself i really thought i had to know it all yesterday and i came to terms with the fact that i get to learn a little every day surround myself with people who know and really know that somebody didn't get 100 pounds overweight in one day. Someone doesn't lose 100 pounds in one day. Everything builds on itself. And so in that builds on itself. And I get to just trust every little bit that I learn every day is all I need to know. I don't need it all yesterday. And that used to overwhelm me. I felt like I, if I didn't know it, I wasn't going to get it. And this isn't for me. I'm like, it's Okay. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Particularly as we are very much, you know, led to believe we are in a high octane world and we have to move fast because if we don't move fast, then we're going to be left behind. When actually it probably comes back to the tortoise and the hare, slow and steady wins the race. Absolutely. I have such peace around 
doing tiny little shifts every day that build, you know, I have this new thing that I do. I take 15 minutes a day to clean an area of my life to perfection, to excellence, not perfection, but excellence. And all of a sudden I learned that I could be neater and I make my bed every day and I do meditation and journaling every day and I work out every day and I have many things that I do every single day that build on itself and my life is easier, more functional. And so when I go for a walk, I listen to something that teaches me something every single day and I have a better life because of it. And I ask way more questions and I realize how many extraordinary people like you who are aware of the financial part, we're happy to answer those questions. I don't have to be afraid to ask. People want to share their knowledge. I love people asking me questions. So why would I be afraid to ask questions? Yeah, absolutely. What are you excited about for the future? Mm, I could picture... A beautiful home I'm going to be purchasing in my head. I have a vision financial abundance. I am going to have an electric car so I do not have to worry about this gas prices. I celebrate being able to speak on stages, travel the world, and impact as many people in mindset as possible because everyone gets to really know their worth, really trust that they can make such a huge difference. Like, Anyone who's sitting back thinking, I don't matter enough, or I'm not enough to make that difference. Oh, the passion I have to, to touch those souls, because I could, I just know I was one of those people who thought I was just blending in. I was just enough and I was just making it through. And the experience that I have, the passion I have around finding my the area of my life that gets to celebrate and know that I matter so much that when I took myself on, the difference I get to make and how everybody gets to have that. It's not just me. It's not, you know, everyone's like, oh, you're just so lucky. I got to create this. And I'm so passionately driven to help other people create it. And I think that is so very evident in everything that you do, that you do have, you have a very abundant mindset. You have a, a mindset where you want to take everybody with you on that journey of empowerment and you want to celebrate everybody that is in your life. And that's been apparent to me, you know, since I met you. And, you know, that's been one of the, you know, one of the beauties of, of the pandemic situation that, you know, we probably wouldn't have met if it had not been that everybody had to go online, everybody had to utilize the technology, Zoom, etc. And since you've come into my life and introduced me to others who, you know, through you, that that passion that you have for what you do, for those who are in your circle, for those who come into and touch your life, you you give that back tenfold. You are a very, very warm and abundant person who wants others to feel that same way as well. I so appreciate that. That is one million percent what I feel. And I, 
I am so blessed. And the experience that I have with you and the love I experience, everyone says, when you give so much, what is it that you're getting? I'm like, are you kidding me? Look at the life I get to live. I feel so, so given to, I feel so loved. And I just so passionately feel grateful because I, yesterday I was listening to someone talk about quantum physics. And she said, if you're passing by a store, but you have a meeting and you really wanted to go into that store, there's a part of you that splits off that actually went into the store. And there's the other part of you that went to the meeting. And I thought, wow, that is so amazing to hear because I used to, as a teenager, watch people teach aerobics or teach a yoga class. And in my heart, I was the one teaching it because I would celebrate what it would feel like to be in the front of the class. And in my heart, I was always the one who got to lead these extraordinary things because I could feel it in my bones that I was doing it, but I was petrified of it. And through Zoom, I was able to step into that area comfortably and safely because it was on Zoom. So I got to... have all of the manifested being able to meet you across the world and meet these extraordinary human beings and have this impact. But before it actually happened, I pictured it already. I, I said, I get to meet these extraordinary people and impact their lives and have them impact my life. And we will forever have this bond because of this opportunity. And it actually happened. Absolutely. But I thought it and experienced it before it happened. Yeah, absolutely. And that, you know, that is something that I always encourage my clients to do, my listeners to do, to really connect with their future self, to have that emotional connection that the things they are doing now are going to be leading them to the things they want to be doing and having and experiencing and feeling in the future, because you can then pull it forward to how you are feeling, what you are experiencing now. And I think you've just demonstrated that absolutely beautifully. So how can people reach out to you, Louisa? Well, Connect With Source is my website. And I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. And it's Louisa at connectwithsource.com. And I love Connect With Source because we are a source. We create our reality. We are Everything that we pull forward is our choice, the good and the bad. And whatever version of everything that we're pulling forward, it's so fascinating to know that we are source. And I feel so blessed to be in this space of being able to give back. So I welcome anyone who connects with me. Here's something that I'm saying that they would love to have conversations. Please contact me. So again, my email is louisa at connectwithsource.com. And my Instagram is my coach underscore Louisa. And Louisa Jovanovic is how you can find me on Facebook. And don't worry, all of those details will be in the show notes so that you can easily connect with and find Louisa wherever you choose to look for her. Thank you very, very much, Louisa. I've absolutely loved having you on the show. I've loved our conversation and I encourage everybody to follow you and to be able to experience everything that you are in the positive light that you share. Thank you very, very much. I so appreciate you, Leslie, and the incredible work that you are doing and you're such an inspiration to me. I am so grateful for you. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Let's Talk Money and More podcast. If you have enjoyed it, I would love it if you would tell somebody else about it. 
You don't have to leave a review or write a post on social media tagging me, Leslie Thomas Coaching on Instagram or the Money Mastery Business Coach on Facebook. But if you do, I promise I will give you a shout out in a future episode and I will be hugely grateful. I can also be found at Leslie-Thomas on LinkedIn. If you would like a copy of my free resource, Three Mindset Shifts to Double Your Income, then please go to leslieathomas.com forward slash let's hyphen talk hyphen money. I would love to hear from you, so please do email me at leslie at leslieathomas.com. I will reply to all messages, but please do be patient. Until next time, remember, master your mindset and in turn, you can master the money you make in your business.